And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley, coming to you live from the Milo Beasley Show studios, located 20 miles due east of Cinderella's Castle at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, these past couple weeks, we have, let's see, two weeks ago, we had the opening of Disneyland Paris, or Euro Disney, and Tokyo Disneyland. Last week, we celebrated the opening of Disney's Animal Kingdom at the Walt Disney Resort. And for the third week in a row, we have a theme park opening to celebrate but not quite yet, so let's go ahead and jump into our first day. We start with Sunday, Sunday, April 25th. So April 25th, 1952. There's a little Donald Duck cartoon titled, Let's Stick Together. And unfortunately, this would be the last appearance in a cartoon of Spike the Bee. He's also known as Buzz Buzz, but Spike the Bee. But it is definitely not his last appearance at Disney because if you've been to Flower and Garden over the past several years over at the Walt Disney World Resort, you will know that Spike the Bee is on a ton of merch. But this is just like Disney to reach out for that nostalgia and not give anything, not create anything new. So there's nothing. I mean, the thing is, obviously, Spike the Bee is, uh, I don't even know who it's geared towards anymore, right? It's 19, 1952 was the last appearance of Spike the Bee. So here we are, 60, uh, 50 years, 70 years later, 70 years later, nobody, nobody walking around Epcot. Well, I mean, maybe some people walking around Epcot remember Spike the Bee, but, uh, you know, if you're going to put them on merchandise, at least come up with something new for them. Uh, same thing with Figment at Epcot. If you're going to put Figment on everything, at least come up with something new. Give him a, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he has an attraction. But, you know, Figment used to be a walk around character, a meet and greet character at the Walt Disney World at Epcot Center. Let's do that again. Make a new, make a new, sh- make new shorts, make new cartoons, make a, make a Figment movie. I guess there was a Figment comic book. So does that count as being something new? Anyways, I'm just uh, sorry for the rant on, hey, we're going to make money off of things that we're not actually going to produce. But please keep buying them. April 25th, 1997, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion is released on Touchtone Pictures, which is owned by Disney. I just wanted to mention this because that means Romy and Michelle's high school reunion is a Disney movie. And I had zero, I did. I had zero. I love Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. They invented post-it notes, you know, also on April 25th, 2008, Michael Eisner receives his star on the Hollywood walk of fame. That's that's a big, big, that's a big deal. We will be talking about Michael Eisner later on in the episode for something that's not really a big deal. I mean, it is, but you know, you take the good and the bad. So this is the good. 
and there's going to be some bad. Uh, so we're going to move on to the next day, April 26th, 1991. A fun day. Dinosaurs premieres on ABC television, a little Jim Henson production, a Disney production uh, crossover dinosaurs with the Sinclair family. Um, and I'm amazed at myself that I remembered that it was the St. Clair family. <laughs> but of course, uh, the famous baby in that show, not the mama. Uh, they had like a couple of little catchphrases. What it was like, not the mama. And there's like another, I, that I can't, I can remember the name of the family, but I can't remember that the catchphrases, which is what they're really supposed to drive into you. Right. So. I remember they used to have uh, the the baby was in the windows during the Osborne Festival of Lights over at uh, MGM Studios. They would have a, a like like a pl- I don't know if it was a plush or a puppet. I'm guessing it was a puppet inside one of the windows. All right, April 26, 2004. Uh, we just spoke about the good. Now let's speak about the bad. Michael Eisner makes the list of worst CEOs in in Forbes magazine. So, hey, listen. In 2004, he was listed as one of the worst CEOs in America. And then four years later, got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, whatevs. Whatevs, Forbes. Uh, April 26, 2006, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse opens at MGM Studios. There's a, a fun little stage show directed at preschool kids. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Preschool preschool kids, not grown adults watching Mickey Mouse on a dance uh, stage or anything. Moving on, April 26, 2012. Yeah. Uh, media preview for Art of Animation Resort. That means this thing is just about to kick off. So, oh gosh, uh, I can't wait to talk about Art of Animation. It's so fun, but we're just not going to really fully mention it uh, <laughs> here. Uh, let's see. Uh, 2018, Toy Story Land. Toy Story Land opens in Shanghai Disneyland. Um. Yet to I have yet to go to Shanghai. This is one of the two parks that I haven't been to yet. But I promise I will get there. I will get there. Because I have to see Toy Story Land. Everything that I've seen looks so looks so fun. Uh, and then April 26, 2019, Avengers and MCU fans were gonna talk a lot this week. This is the week. This is this is Avengers week as April 26, 2019, just two years ago, one of the biggest movie, one of the, the second biggest movie, I guess, of all time. If you go by box office, Avengers Endgame is released in theaters. I mean, this, I, what a huge, huge movie this was. And yeah, I did a lot of pandering, but isn't that kind of what you want in a comic book movie? Like you want to feel, you want to feel good, right? But then you felt sad because you know who died. And I'm just going to say, you know who, just in case uh, nobody, somebody out there hasn't watched it yet. 
but uh yeah what a what a i think that's what everyone said in in when we ask what was your favorite mcu movie your favorite marvel movie i think i'll 75 percent of people say adventures endgame so yeah what an <laughs> what an absolute juggernaut of a movie and that's pretty much i mean what what else could i what you've seen the movie you know what happens uh april 27th 2001 after being the focal point of a huge 100 million dollar Tomorrowland refurb the set the focal point right it just in just three years ago in 1998 in 2001 rocket rods in Tomorrowland at Disneyland closes for good just three years after opening being the, the main star of this huge refurb and it closes um but then they, you know, they made Avengers Endgame and made that hundred million dollars back in a weekend, a week, a weekday. And then speaking of April 27th, 2018, so a, a year prior to Endgame, Avengers Infinity War was released in theater. So obviously they're hitting the same day-ish, uh, just 364 days later. Infinity, I, I really liked, I could... I liked well. Endgame was Endgame was really good because of Thor's story, right? I loved Thor's story and and Endgame, um, or yeah. So, uh, but I love. I don't know. I think I, I've I've definitely watched Infinity War more than uh, than I have Endgame. What about you? Uh, and then so we're gonna move on. April twenty eighth. 1995 you guys remember tgif uh it was uh with uh obviously thank goodness it's friday and it was on the abc so it ran from like 8 p 8 p.m to, to 10 p.m so it was like a block of four shows and it had like family matters uh step by step full house it, there was like a couple shows that you know perfect strangers i think was one of the first ones on there uh but we're going to talk about family matters as family matters airs an episode titled we're going to disney world where steve urkel is a finalist in an interventions contest held at epcot and he as a gesture of goodwill and you know trying to hook up with the neighbor invites the winslow family along for the trip to epcot a free trip to Epcot because he doesn't invite his own family. He invites the Winslow. Isn't that nice? But what does that say about Urkel's own family? Things that we don't have anymore. TGIF and interventions at Epcot. Uh, 1997. Cinderella's Castle, uh, the, the restaurant in Cinderella's Castle is officially renamed to Cinderella's Royal Table. It had been previously uh, King Stephen's Banquet Hall, right? King Stephen's Banquet Hall? Yes, King Stephen's Banquet Hall. <laughs> searching, my, searching my brain. But with like the, the weird thing about that is that King Stephen wasn't actually, has anything to do with Cinderella's castle. Like King Stephen is Aurora or Sleeping Beauty's castle. So 
Sleeping Beauty's castle was to have a restaurant in it. I can understand King Stefan's banquet hall, but so that was 1997. So it took that how many how, it took them how many years to realize that King Stefan wasn't Cinderella's father? Anyway, uh, April 28th, 2000. Just you know, ah, that's a big big deal. Like it went that went past a lot of Imagineers, right? That went past a lot of people that were like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that's beautiful, great name. April 28th, 2011, Fantasmic debuts at Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, man. Tokyo Disney, uh, again, uh, we talk about Tokyo Disney Sea, and it's it's great. But when you have Fantasmic up there with the, uh, with the water, because uh, it's on a lake, and then you have the giant volcano behind, and they do the water projections. They shoot the water, you know, shoot the water up and make a, a flat screen ish. And then they shoot the projections. It's, it's, it's fan. It's fantastic. It's, it's great. I, I mean, words can't do Tokyo Disney sea and words can't do fantastic at Tokyo Disney sea. Good. It's definitely definitely. I've okay. I haven't seen the Disneyland one. I've seen the Walt Disney world one, but fantastic is definitely the best at Tokyo Disney Sea. Everything is the better at Tokyo Disney Sea. So we're going to move on to April 29th, 1939. The initial run of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs comes to an end. That's right. The movie that premiered in 1937 finally came to an end. What was really cool about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was it did a city-to-city run. So it would go to New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami, St. Louis, hit all the big cities uh, in, uh, instead of being released at theaters everywhere. It's a really cool concept. I, I don't know. It, it clearly wouldn't work today. But, uh, yeah, so after so almost two, a two-year run of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in theaters across the country. Uh, April 29th, 1957, speaking of Sleeping Beauty and her castle, Sleeping Beauty's castle walkthrough officially opens to guests. So two years, about two years after the opening of Disneyland Park and Cinderella's castle, they have incorporated a walkthrough so you could go through Cinderella's castle and they have the throne room and uh, you it basically tells the story of oh, Cinderella. I, did I say Cinderella? I feel like I just said Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty's castle. See, see, ima- I, okay, I get it. I get it, Imagineers. I see how it could happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could go through Sleeping Beauty's castle, and it would tell the story of of Sleeping Beauty of the movie. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's really cool to be able to walk through the castle. They have a, a similar thing in Paris. For, for Sleeping Beauty's castle there. Maybe, no, I think they do, they have, okay, so they do have a walkthrough in Tokyo for Cinderella's castle. I was going to say, Sleeping Beauty seems to be more willing to accept guests in her house than, than Cinderella. Uh, 1994, the inaugural Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. It would run until June 5th, so... 
just basically all of May and then a, a handful of this. So like a week and a half, five weeks, maybe six weeks. Now it's like 16 weeks. We have uh, Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival for like 16 weeks now. It just never, there's always a festival going on at Epcot. And last year, because of the way things were, was so crazy, they, they, they mixed flower and garden with food and wine. And it was basically just like a flower and wine festival for six months. So uh, April 29th, 1994, All-Star Sports Resort opens to guests. Just the first phase, though, just the surfs up. So I, I guess this is an interesting concept, right? To open just part of the resort. I guess one is to make money, right? You want to make that money as quickly as possible, but don't you want everything to be open or do you open up a certain area and then you show people, Hey, this part will also open later and have people go, man, we got to come back when the football section opens up. So I don't know if surfs up would have been my first one. Hey, welcome to sports. Go surfing here in central Florida. April 29th, 2016, the Earful Tower is removed at MGM Studios, or is it Hollywood? It's, it's Hollywood Studios by then, right? Yeah, Hollywood Studios, no more Earful Tower. The, ear, the Earful Tower, if you did not know, it's not like, it's, yes, it's a play on the Eiffel Tower, but it is not the Eiffel Tower. It was actually just a water tower that had Mickey Mouse ears, so ear ears ear earful tower so it was taken down on this date in 2016 to make way for the construction of toy story land at hollywood studios i still think that they could have put the tower somewhere else because it was part of the backlot tour so you did the so you would go and do the backlot tram tour and then it would drive you around and then it was um, so then you would drive around the Earful Tower, which was by one of the uh, I think it was by that costuming building that they had back there. But I still think that they could have put the tower somewhere else in Hollywood Studios. Right. I, I'm not an Imagineer. So uh, April 30th, April 30th. Last week, we talked about the 1964 World's Fair. This week, we're going to talk about the 1939 World's Fair. 1939 World's Fair kicks off. And in, in, in 1964, Disney had a much larger presence, had four attractions, one that didn't work. <laughs> but in the 1939, uh, Disney only had one piece of representation. I mean, you got to think like the Walt Disney Company is only 11 years old at this part. But what they did have is a commercial, well, a cartoon that was essentially a commercial for Nabisco. Uh, and I, I talked about this uh, when I was doing the YouTube video version, and it was a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, but at the, it was uh, basically... Mickey and Minnie were going to have a date and everything went wrong and Minnie's cooking was a disaster. Everything overcooked because of Pluto and it was just a, it was a disaster. So Mickey went out and brought 
back a bunch of Nabisco products like Oreos and stuff like that. And then Minnie was like, yay, you saved the day. And um, yeah, so it was essentially a giant commercial for Nabisco. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was their contribution to the World's Fair in 1939. Uh, also on April 30th, 1969, Plans for the Walt Disney World, the new the new Walt Disney World Resort, which was just the Magic Kingdom, oh, and the hotels uh, were seen publicly for the first time ever at a Ramada Inn on State Road 50, and not even in Orlando, not even in Lake Buena Vista, which wasn't Lake Buena Vista, um, in Okoe. So like some 20 some miles away uh a ramada inn uh the walt disney company held a press conference to display and uh, they had a, a film that was talking about the the florida project so roy o disney walt's brother was there as he was very instrumental in the launching of the walt disney world resort all right finally our last day this week may 1st May 1st, 1947, the University of Oregon is granted permission to use Donald Duck as the school's mascot. They, they struck a deal with Walt Disney and paid a whopping $0 on a handshake deal. Yes, that's right. School president, Walt Disney, just Walt said, hey, listen, don't make, don't make Donald look bad don't put him in and as, as long as he's used in good lights you can use donald duck but of course uh walt would pass and then disney would be like well you know you know uh i we said you could use him, but you can but you gotta pay and then eventually in 2010 they were like you know what yeah we're just not going like they came to a mutual agreement that they weren't gonna like the, the duck's look had uh, changed, had morphed over the years. So it no longer looked like Donald Duck. So they were, so Disney was like, oh, you can't use Donald Duck anymore. And Oregon was like, that's fine because we have our own duck. And so it eventually came to an end. But yes, 1947, like I, I you may have, you may have seen, you know, Donald Duck, Oregon merchandise. And been like, mm, how'd they get to do that? Walt Disney actually allowed it. As long as Donald Duck wasn't used in, I wonder if, man, if Walt was alive now, man, what could I, what would, what would I want to use on merch? Be like, hey, man, I want to put blah, blah, blah on merch. Hmm. I have to think about that one. May 1st, 1954, the Anaheim Bulletin reports that Walt Disney has purchased land in Anaheim to be used for a theme park. And this was a big deal because prior to this, uh, the Burbank newspaper had reported that Walt Disney was purchasing land in Burbank to be used as Disneyland as they were originally looking at Burbank to be, to have Disneyland, the theme park near the actual Walt Disney studios. But 1954, they said, nope, it's going to Anaheim. So pretty big deal. And here we are, May 1st, 1989. Speaking of big deals, the fifth 
Disney theme park in the world officially opens MGM Studios officially opens. So it's the fifth one behind Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Epcot Center, or I guess Magic Kingdom, Epcot Center, Tokyo Disneyland. And here we are, MGM Studios. I loved MGM Studios, man, especially uh, like all the ESP, all the different things that they had, man. Like ESP, they had the ESPN weekends, they had Super Soap weekends, which I, I still went. I didn't know anything about the soaps, but I still went. Uh, and of course, Star Wars weekends, which was the absolute best. I really wish they would do those again. I know that they, it was used to draw guests in, but and they don't need to do that anymore. But man, I really hope that they can somehow that they somehow bring those back. So here's what's interesting that I found interesting. You may be like, I don't care that whatever. I get it. Yeah. Here is a list of all the opening day attractions at MGM Studios. Uh, there was. The Great Movie Ride, there was Superstar Television, the Studio Backlot Tour, the Monster Sound Show, and the Walt Disney Studios Animation Studios Tour, where guests could watch uh, animators and artists and actually work on the motion, like work on the cartoons that they were working on right then. So uh, absolutely you know, God, you have to watch people make a cartoon, make a feature film right there in front of you. Nothing from none of those opening day attractions still exist. The closest thing is the great movie ride, which is now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, but there are zero opening day attractions that are still there. Uh, Indiana Jones wouldn't, uh, that Indiana, Indiana Jones stunt show wouldn't open until August. So it's technically not an opening day. I mean, it was half a year. Uh, and then Star Tours would open in December of 1989. So still an opening day attraction. Those two things are, are still there, but zero opening day attractions for MGM Studios. That's just unheard of, right? Oh, and by the way, 1989, same day, Pleasure Island opens <laughs> to the public at the Walt Disney World, which is now Downtown Disney. And then May 1st, 2001, Countdown to Extinction is becomes extinct as it becomes Dinosaur the Ride. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> same ride ish new name same ride and then the last thing this week may 1st 2005 avengers more avengers <laughs> age of ultron this is you know well we talked about avengers endgame being at the top you know hey what is your favorite mcu movie when you ask people what is your least favorite mcu movie Age of Ultron often takes the cake on that. So, I mean, well, I guess th maybe Thor Dark World. But uh, Age of Ultron got a lot of love again after WandaVision uh, this uh, 
past couple past couple months. So maybe people are giving a new, a new life to Age of Ultron, which is really all he wants is to be alive and you know bring peace to the world by killing every. Hey, if you kill everyone, then there's peace, right? All right, so that'll be it on that lovely note. That'll be it for this week. Thank you for hanging out with me as we chatted about a lot of Avengers, a little bit of Michael Eisner and MGM Studios, my favorite of the theme parks at Walt Disney World. So thank you for hanging out with me and we'll see you next week for this week in Disney history.